down and down 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 no sleep till Brooklyn. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first beta test of our extraordinary expletive live podcast on Facebook and soon to be on YouTube. As soon as we uh, get up on our shit and get our stuff going, uh, I just got to do a little bit of uh, computer networking stuff. It is Cowboy Hat Podcast. Yes, Cowboy Hat Podcast. Welcome to uh, the future, guys. This is it. This is this is the future, and this is what um, we've been striving towards. Um, and uh, I don't actually know what happened, um, but I had a fluke this weekend while trying to record some music on my guitar, and. Uh, I actually got our uh, our podcast to work to work live. I mean, um, to to actually to actually do it. You know what I mean? And um, now we're doing it. So uh, please do us all a favor and let us know how it's going. I do apologize. I am looking at my phone at the moment because I'm trying to bring up. This uh this live podcast. You're here. trying to make sure like we're actually good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just gotta I just gotta make sure it's happening. So if you guys are watching this right now and you're wondering like what the fuck is going on, like we're we're literally uh we tested this like twice just to make sure we could actually do it and now we just wanna make sure we're actually doing it live because maybe it's all fucked up. Oh, oh there it is. There it is. Okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna go ahead and turn the uh, the volume down there, so we don't get like a a double echo going on. We don't want that. So we have a phone here for you guys. If you would like to comment to us while we are uh, discussing our topic, um, much appreciated. Uh, we would would thoroughly enjoy it. Any likes, any shares you guys got going on, please, please do it. Appreciate it. So, uh, appreciate, 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 um, like normal. Yeah, uh, give welcome us, to give us a proper entry. Go ahead, get get the fuck out of the screen. All right, here we go. Get here the we fuck go. Out of the screen. Come back in. We got it. Okay, okay. Let me let me walk away real quick. Let me walk away. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Expletive. You got your boy, J-Dubs, on the mic over here. And Kenny G's on this side of the table, and today we are talking about fucking the evolution of music. Where it came from, where it's going, and what the fuck is Jen? <laughs> Please explain to me what the fuck mathcore is. Um, aside from the evolution of music, we're also talking about the evolution of bands. If a band started out one way. Who the fuck are they now? And why are they different? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, like Metallica's like, hey, we're thrash metal. Hey, by the way, here's Sane Anger. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got bands like uh, fucking uh, Sugar Ray. Like, hey, what's up? We're, uh, we're, we're kind of like a speed metal we're band. We're a speed metal band, but then like we have the song called Fly. Oh, what? You guys really like that? Okay, we're going to do some more shit. Let like me that. fly. Let me fly. You know? So um, let me. Where, where, where did I get that one? Where did I get that from? The hat or Kenny's hat? If you're asking about our hats, um, we both equally... Um, I stole this one, so <laughs> don't even... <laughs> I was going to say we acquired them respectively. Uh, no, I didn't. I do appreciate uh, your forefrontness there, though. Yeah, I stole this one. Don't, also, don't me. I don't even know what it's a Macho means. Man Randy Savage hat. Just look for it on Amazon. Yeah. And, and Josh got his from Amazon as well. Yeah, uh... Kenny started this thing at work called Cowboy Hat Mondays, 
which eventually evolved I, into Brokeback we, Mondays. Well, no, I called it Brokeback Mondays from the start because I thought it was hilarious. My my boss, we had like a meeting, and he was like, "Okay, does anybody have everything?" I'm like, "Yeah, everyone wear your cowboy hats on on Monday." And he was like, "Don't wear your cowboy hats." I'm like, "No, we're all gonna wear cowboy hats on Monday." He's like, "Don't wear your cowboy hats," and I'm like, "Yeah, just bring your cowboy hats on Monday." And then, <laughs> fucking me and one other guy wore it, and then like. At the height of it, like, we had five people wearing cowboy hats on Mondays. Including supervisors. Including supervisors and shit. So, and then it kind of, like, devolved and, like, no one's doing it anymore. So I, I stole this Macho Man Randy Savage hat so I could wear it. You got to so, bring it back. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wear this tomorrow. Kenny inspired me the one day. and uh, Josh actually wore his, and my boss turned to me. He's like, you fucking started this. I was laying in bed one night, and I, <laughs> I, I just Googled... Um, gigantic cowboy hat that's literally what i googled and uh amazon came up with a two and a half foot fucking foam (laughs) cowboy hat for twelve dollars and i was like oh i can't pass this up so um that's what i did i bought it and uh here we are and now i have it and what other reason to use it than the fucking cowboy hat podcast the first ever and what what we wanted to do was like originally just like ignore the cowboy hats and just talk like normal, but yeah. somebody brought it up. Somebody brought it up, so you One know, of, we had to had to mention it. I have an idea for the feed. Well, we've already don't don't about ruin it. it. No, I already know what the um, idea you're yeah, talking about, and no, it's perfect. Talk about it. It's amazing. Um, all right, so let's start off with like the evolution of music and, and talking about it. So, what what's one band that you can think of where they started off doing one thing? And then right now they're doing something completely different. Now, I'm not going to say right now, um, but I'm, I, I would like to start this off uh, going back to um, late 50s to early 60s. Um, but I would love to go with the Beatles. Um, the Beatles is a band who started out as something that was like... It wasn't the Beatles, it was Yoko Ono. She just fucking changed everything. Well, Once that bitch came into the picture, everything's changed. I've never heard people called LSD Yoko Ono, but I do agree with you there. Um, basically, though, I mean, if you if if you guys follow the Beatles at all, um, they started out as crazy hit pop band from uh, you know the UK. Uh, they had a lot going for them, at, whether it be music wise, especially a fan base. Um, these guys started out to the point where you can even. YouTube this now if you do or do not believe us, but um, these guys started out, and once they got big, uh, they were literally getting off the planes in London, and girls were pissing themselves as they were getting off the planes, just so excited to they, see them. They were fainting. They were fainting. They were pissing like, themselves. Oh, my God, it's Paul. Oh, my God, Ringo Starr. <laughs> I don't know if I can wear the sack. Cause it's it okay, dude. It doesn't fit my head. I'm sorry. Go on, go on, continue. Well, but, no, um, one, no one ever pissed themselves over Ringo Starr. No, 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 Ring, no. Ringo. Honestly, they didn't. He was the worst beat. Uh, off topic, but uh, somebody once, uh, it was a, it was an interview with Paul McCartney, and they asked, uh, so do you think like Paul McCartney's like the the greatest drum player on the, on, on the planet? Star. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Ringo Starr is the greatest drum player on the planet and they're like no Ringo's not even the greatest drummer in the Beatles <laughs> you know he's just there you know that's like whenever they asked um a few years ago somebody was like Waka Flocka do you think you're the best rapper and he's like no nah, man I'm just about the hype and I'm like hype man. he knows yeah he knows that like we talk about this we, we we gotta reiterate you know yeah everyone knows Waka Flocka is just about the hype but um so these guys started out with stuff like I want to hold your hand um everybody knows that song uh, super poppy kind of boy bandish love songs. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean the the late fifties. The most boy bandish you can be for the sixties and yeah, the fifties, sixties, and then I don't know exactly what year they came out. I want to say late fifties, but I would say like sixty one at least. It was. I haven't listened to the Beatles in forever, so it's I don't know anymore. Yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly. I think it was like 59, but if it was like 64, it wouldn't surprise me. Because I know that was like the height of like Beatlemania was like the mid-60s. And then... Um, once you, once they got into the 70s, they didn't last long. And, yeah, they, and they, unfortunately, it was one of those bands that they never had like a proper reunion for. 
because John Lennon got shot. Had John Lennon not died, I feel like they could have gotten back together uh, later on. They probably would have had, like, a really good reunion tour. And it would be one of those things where, like, everyone would just be hype. And, like, I think they could have settled their differences. It was just... Un unfortunately... Unfortunately, uh, John Lennon got shot. You know what they say. I was too far away from the mic. I understand. No, 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 no. I was going to tell a joke. Um, what is it? What is it? Uh, don't, don't tell the joke. Come on, I know man. a joke. Come on. I know a joke. It's you're... a good joke. Please don't. It's tell. a good joke. Please don't tell it. Uh, what do bullets and John Lennon no, have in common? No, what's the difference between people and bullets? What's the difference between people and bullets? See, I always bullets fuck up the... Don't, bullets don't miss John Lennon. No, no, people miss John oh, Lennon. Oh, people, John... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, see, we both fucked it up. We yeah. We fucked up the fucking get-go. We fucked up the punchline. See, this is what we are. This is why, uh, you know, we do things. But, <laughs> anyways, going on, um, the Beatles started out as this crazy pop band. They got a huge hit in the UK. Started to travel over to the US, and then, um, I mean, they in, were in their world tour. I'm sorry, going. They were they were so big too that like, uh, music promoters in the US were like, wow. The UK has these Beatles. Let's try and make this band called The Monkeys. True. True. And the Monkeys were just kind of a ripoff of the Beatles. And they even like tried to promote so much they, they had their own TV show. I mean, uh rip off to the haircuts, including the fucking wardrobe, you know what I mean? Yeah. They all wore the suits. They uh they played their guitars super up high. Well, I mean that's just being classically trained though. People True. were people were classically trained and like it was an image, you know? At least at that point. I mean fucking um I mean, I I feel you at the same Tom, time. Tom Morello plays his guitar like really yeah. high because you can look at bands like the Animals, uh, who covered House of the Rising Sun, you know, like same thing, suits, bowl cuts, high played guitars. Red Jance the Machine, you know. <laughs> but um after, okay, you know, this whole popularity thing happened, um, they started touring the world, and then the Beatles landed in India, and around the time of, like, what, 1965, 1967, um, LSD was pretty popular, and, like, I'm not even trying to make a joke, uh, this was before it was, like, super deemed illegal, and uh, the Vietnam War was happening, or soon to happen. And um, the psychedelic movement kind of hit the world and the U.S. like straight up. like, And um, the Beatles kind of caught that wave, you know what I mean? And after they caught this wave, uh, they really traveled from this pop music into this kind of... Uh, they had that psychedelic vibe. Yeah, I would say definitely psychedelic rock, you know what I mean? Um, you can literally track the moment that they started doing LSD. Like, have you ever have you ever watched Yellow Submarine? Yes. And it's it's a very weird video, you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's a really um, weird movie. They uh it's like the chapter black tape for all my anime fans out there that probably aren't gonna get this reference. <laughs> Do you get that reference? Uh, yeah dude. Fuck okay. yeah. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I just want to make sure somebody else got it. Yeah. Yo, bro, you picking up what I'm putting down? Fuck yeah, dude. I've but... been I've been watching every episode of Yu Hakusho, so. Oh. It's all on YouTube. Is it? Literally the entire See, I I actually YouTube. have um I have Funimation, the app. Mm. And we watched all the episodes on there and mm. uh I really wish that season went like the the whole series went longer, you know what I mean? Um, it, what the hell's the guy's name at the very end? Uh, the last like, kind of big boss. He he does the kickball move. Oh, um, since we, yeah, since we, yeah, yeah. I see, but for me, the whole series like declined. Like for me, it was like the dark tournament was good, and then everything after that was like. Good, and then all of a sudden, when they went to like Demon World and stuff, it like all declined. So like, I feel like honestly, it moves really fast. Yeah. yeah, that's not even my favorite. My favorite, I only, I really only like like three animes: Dragon Ball Z, 
Yu Yu Hakusho, and Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. And Trigun. After that, I I really don't like anime after that. I, I have to recommend you check out... Um, Naruto? No. No. Uh, I was going to say uh, Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star was okay, but... Okay? It was okay. It was really short. Okay? Back to Yeah, the... it got canceled. It was fucking 23 episodes. It was bullshit. Back, back, back to the... Uh... Okay, uh, okay, so back the, to the LSD the, and the Beatles. But for the record, though, uh, Sensei was not the last big boss he fought because there right. was another season after You're that. Right. Whenever he had, like, his inner spirit that was, like, uh, Rosin, who was, like, a demon lord and, like, was an S-class demon and stuff. But that's completely <laughs> out of the topic we're talking about. So the Beatles were on I the just LSD. Gotta have, the I, Beatles were on the LSD. You're just like, all right, so anyways, back to the main topic. But before we do that, like, hey, I'm going to let you finish, <laughs> but... Beyonce definitely had the best album in 2008. Well, that's, well, I mean, we could even talk about Taylor Swift and how her Shh, music is... We're on the Beatles right now. Okay. We're on the Beatles. We're on the Beatles. Let's finish the Beatles, okay? Let's finish them. All right. You can't finish them until at least Paul McCartney's dead. Oh, and um, if we have to go ahead and um, I mean, put a hit out right now, we'll do it. You know what I mean? But anyways... I so really like Paul McCartney. They, they started doing acid, and you can literally see a change in their music. Um, from the point of uh, like the album Revolver, um, obviously everybody knows um, uh, Sergeant Hart's uh, what the fuck is it? Something something band. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts. Sergeant Club. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The Bee Gees actually uh, made a movie about that. Yes. Uh, so did the rest of the world. If you've seen um, the Beatles movie. Uh, Okay, here I am uh, drawing a blank. Um, Across the Universe. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it. It's actually a Beatles musical that goes along with the whole everything that happened in the 60s and 70s. You know what I mean? Uh, Including Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin. You know what I mean? And you really see this movement that happened. But with the Beatles, you know what I mean? Starts out in the beginning with, you know slow songs like I Want to Hold Your Hand which is the only one I can think of at the moment and uh, you know it slowly trickles into everything else and you can see the influences that happened throughout the rest of their career. Well I mean it's not necessarily the Beatles but like um, with music in general it's just kind of like weird that it all started from like people just beating on drums and shit and and now here you are. They're like, yeah, let's use distortion pedals. Like, um, back back in the day, whenever everyone used to use iTunes, um, you could select an artist on iTunes, and you'd be like, okay, so where did they come from? And you could just like click on like their inspirations, and literally every artist you would ever come to, they'd be like, yeah, one of their ins. Because you could just, like, backtrack it all. So you're like, okay, what's one of Taylor Swift influences? Oh, Shania Twain. Who does Shania Twain listen to? Oh, she listens to, like, Johnny Cash. Who does Johnny Cash inspired by? And and Roy Atkiff was, like, the one guy that no matter what band you went to, it always went back to. And he was a country singer from literally the 1920s and 30s. But a lot of music is, like, traced back to him. What does that have to do with the Beatles? I said we're not talking about the Beatles anymore. Oh, we're not? All right, well, well let's just well, finish it up. Let's, the, let's give them a closing. You know what I mean? They did uh, Sgt. Pepper's. and the then um, Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club. And then, uh, you know, John Lennon kind of separated from them. And, and then they John went, Lennon got killed. And then um, they, they kinda, never had a proper reunion. Never. But Paul but McCartney that, did that, that was wing a band. Sh- Paul that, McCartney did that wing shit. Yeah, he fucking started singing with, like, Kanye West and shit. You know what I mean? Disrespectful. I don't know who this fucking Paul McCartney guy, but Kanye's going to make him fucking huge. Put him on the map. He put him on the map. But um, what I wanted to say, just to finish them off, is, like, do you feel people who... The girls who were pissing themselves and fainting while seeing the Beatles get off the planes, uh, do you think... They would have thought that the Beatles would have turned out what they would have at the late decade of, like, the early 70s? No, no, because, I mean, 
it, it was at a time, though, with, like, you got to remember, like, people were like, oh, my God, Elvis Presley shakes his hip on stage. We can't show that on TV. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. It was it, a different era. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it was at the time, though. It, it wasn't. Man. I wasn't I wasn't in the generation, you know what I mean? Like I grew up way afterwards. Like I was born in 90. So, uh millennial for life. But anyways, um you know, I listened to it and like just listening to the to the albums, even like listening to the Beatles one, like the compilation of all of their albums. Uh you can see that was a weird noise. Uh you can see uh the progression, you know what I mean? The uh that was the windows noise. But go on, continue. You can see the progression and you can see like the change. You know what I mean? Where they started and what they became afterwards, you know? Yeah. But um okay. So going on, um you wanted to talk what, Taylor Swift? I mean even even Taylor Swift herself, like when she first started, she was a uh, straight up country artist. She was like fifteen or sixteen years old and she was straight up country, but then I'll just say it like she has figured out she make more money making pop, and, and like if you look at her uh, red album, that was kind of an album where she was transitioning from country to pop, and there were songs on there that were kind of a mixture of both. Like it, uh, if you look at the song Red, which is like the opening track, like it kind of starts off country because they have like that little guitar part, and then it goes into like more of a poppy sound. But she literally just was like, wow. I can make a lot more money making pop music than I can making country music, so I'm just gonna switch. Because if you look at her earlier stuff, it's it's literally country music. It's her playing guitar, just singing, and then now she's like one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. Yeah, if not the biggest. It was a slow transition, kinda. You know what I mean? It took she, like three or it took like three albums. She scooped up a whole lot of like country music fans you know what i mean yeah um, yeah and then kind of place them into a category and she's like hey i'm making this new music and they i mean they're taylor swift fanboys fangirls they yeah. had no other choice than to like it you know what i mean um not to cut you off though but we did have a comment here from uh hallie Ricosi, and she said uh talking about the beatles she says uh how about how the white album was so influential to charles manson Something I'm unaware of. So, I mean, he just had the Helter Skelter thing. I, I don't know. So if you know, please elaborate. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else can hear that, but that is uh, my Facebook notifications going off. I apologize. I mean, Charles Manson had like the Helter Skelter thing, but that was... Because see, like, a lot of people too say they're like, yeah, Helter Skelter was like the the start of like heavy metal like that's where people got one of the from. heaviest songs to start out yeah but i uh you gotta remember bands like motorhead and judas priest was running around the same time so what does this have to do with charles manson because because whenever like charles, i said i'm on una- i'm unaware charles manson whenever he he his first like murder spree he spray painted helder scouter on the walls and shit oh uh, okay okay yeah and it was a if I'm not mistaken, though, um, he did actually... Did he, he murder anybody? He, well, technically, Charles Manson didn't actually murder anybody. Yeah, yeah. His followers. He, he got a group of people like, to he's, do it. He's innocent. He never killed anybody. Yeah. He just like convinced people. He was like, hey, stab that person. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so. In the name of Manson, I command you to spill the blood of the innocent. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Hallie, I did not actually know that, so that's uh, that's a pretty interesting topic to talk about. Uh, something I'm personally going to go look at. Uh, I never heard anything about that. That's, that's you never sweet. you never knew that, that he was like spray paint that they did that. No, no, oh. I did not. I apologize. Oh, that's why I like Helter Skelter. I think I think that's why I like a lot of people associate like Helter Skelter with like heavy metal because it was that thing where it's like metal is the devil's music and it convinces people to kill. I, I, I think there's a link there. Ooh. Okay. That's a good but, correlation. But honestly, like, Motorhead and Judas Priest were doing heavy metal around. Well, I mean, Judas Priest was doing, like, the... That was a time when I thought Rob Halford was straight, so... You know. <laughs> God, look 
pants. I'm like, that guy's hellbent for leather. There's no way he's gay. Yeah. No way, dude. No way. <clears throat> God, but uh, going, you... back, going back to Taylor Swift, like one of the first things I think uh, people overheard was, um, I can't even remember the song name. I could sing it to you. We are never getting back together. Oh, I feel like that was one one of the more poppy songs, though. Was that one of the first ones? No, that was off uh, her second album. Okay, I was thinking about... Um, I don't remember... No, I don't think it was off of Red. It might have been off of Red. Smash the headlights of his four-wheel drive and... Dug my keys into the side. That's not Taylor Swift. Little. That is not Taylor Swift. And it's not? No. Jesus. Yeah, you're not I'm even sorry. Cl- Who's not that? Even close. I don't remember some fucking bitch I don't like. You're kidding me. That's Taylor Swift. Look no, it up. No, it's not. Look it up. Your phone's right it there. Might be Quit Carrie, looking in your pocket. It might be Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. You're right. No, you're right. No, it's Carrie Underwood. Don't even look it up. You're right. My bad. Um, Taylor Swift, though. She. Taylor Swift, like. You looked in that pocket. It wasn't there. That's where it my was on fucking the phone. keys are. And then you picked it up and then you put it in your other pocket. Yeah, so now Why I are you so my... dysfunctional? Now Why wouldn't my... you just put it into the pocket you looked at? Like, then, then you know where it is. All right, so let's talk about the evolution of music. Here. All right, so, my bad, dude. Uh, all um, right, so anyways, the evolution of music. We, t- we, we talked about Taylor Swift already. We talked about the Beatles. Um, let's look at um, a band like Metallica. So, like, Metallica did all that thrash metal stuff, and then in the 90s, they decided they were going to, like, kind of ch- change the shape of, like, metal. Because they were like, we're going to stop doing the thrash stuff. Because even if you look at other bands, like even a band like Slayer, Slayer was like really fast paced. And then in the 90s, with, with the albums like Seasons of the Abyss, they got slower. And they kind of tuned everything back. Now, do you feel that's something that came much like Taylor Swift, where this is where the money's at? So that's what they did? Yeah, because the Black Album. Is Metallica's most successful album they've ever had. Like you got things. And everybody like, talks so much shit on it, though. Yeah, but I got, love the Black Album. See, I don't really care for the Black Album. I do love it. I don't care. I'm I'm more of like a metal elitist though, and I hate saying that because like metal elitism is like shit. Because people are like, if it's not Slayer or Monomarth, it sucks. And I'm like, that's not cool because there's a lot of really good bands out there you guys should listen to. So you feel the black album itself? I don't really care. Total trash. Because right. Well, well, let's talk about the beginning. Let's talk at the beginning. So, like, they literally started out as thrash metal, and um, you had uh, songs like "Trapped Under Ice," um, "Justice for All," um, which was also an album. Um, And "Justice for All" was later. Ride the Lightning. You look at songs like "Trapped Under Ice" and "Fight Fire with Fire," and and the whole "Kill 'Em All" album, like. They've said themselves they were they were too punk for the metal clubs and too metal for the punk clubs, and they were which just is that a perfect, quote they we were, have said before. They were that perfect combination of being, you know, punk and metal. They had the speed and the punk to them, but they were also heavy. And then, um, just as it went on with the first three albums, you had Kill 'Em All, um, Ride the Lightning. And, and Justice for All, uh, or and well, Master Puppets is like the fourth. No, kind of fell Pup- off. Master Puppets and then And Justice for All, um, And Justice for All was the first one with Jason Newstead, who Re- replaced been, Cliff Burton. He he replaced Cliff Burton because Cliff Burton died in the bus crash. But they have said that well, Lars Ulrich has said that he had the bass turned down because he was mad that they had a new bass which isn't fair to Jason Newstead and no. I don't blame him for quitting at all here he is like trying to prove himself and I mean you can't somebody just trying to honestly you can't replace Cliff Burton because Cliff Burton was a phenomenal bass player and for me he was kind of the heart and soul of Metallica because once once he well that was also um, he was also one of the he was he was so close with like the rest of the band, but they were they were one of those bands though that like once once Cliff Burton left they lost all of their continuity. 
because they were like, hey, we're going to do a load and reload, and we're going to do this Garage Inc., which is just a comp, which is just a um, cover album. And then they came out with Saint Anger, which I'm pretty sure Lars Ulrich was playing fucking trash cans whenever <laughs> for, for snare drums. He's like, hey, what what would sound like a fucking trash? Just give me a trash can. That's gonna be my new snare drum. There's literally a meme about that, and it's uh, the scene from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a crackhead dude. He he tries to start the uh, the rock opera, and uh, he literally has two trash cans, and like they gave him money to go and get food, but he bought. A bag of coke and two trash cans, and he's just sitting there with his nose bleeding, and playing the trash cans. And it says, "Lowell's all Rick uh, writing Saint Anger." Hilarious, yeah, yeah, hilarious. And and even with Saint Anger with Metallica though, like the lyrics for that are literally um, frantic. Well, with with frantic, which is probably one of the worst Metallica songs ever, he literally says, "My lifestyle." Determines my death style. My lifestyle determines my death style. Is he wrong though? No, but that's horrible writing. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I mean, I I guess just a rebuttal. I don't think that. um, Well, whenever they 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 wrote wrong just because Cliff Burton died. No, no, wasn't that reason. But I do feel it had an impact. But how do you go about as a band when like? One of your best friends had died. Like, what? What do you right. write after that? No, I, 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 I get it. It should have been Lars. Understand that. But... Oh man, I want that T-shirt so bad. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean. For those, I mean, of, you know what I mean. For those of you who don't know, there is a T-shirt out there with uh, Lars Horwick standing next to Cliff Burton, and it says, "It should have been Lars," which is amazing. Which but is horrible. Savage to wish. Yeah, it's, and it's we savage, appreciate savagery here. We appreciate savagery here. So, like, I want that T-shirt. Uh. But I don't feel like Cliff Burton is the reason that Metallica changed so much. At the same time, I guess I could say yes. I do feel like that is the they, reason. They they changed a lot after um, Injustice for All, and and they got more radio friendly. But I think it's because they got more popular, and they were like, "What can we do to be more popular?" let's be more radio-friendly because that's, like, the ultimate thing you can do is be radio-friendly and try and get play on the radio. Because they were already popular. Metallica was already, like, one of the best-known metal bands on the planet Earth. So they were just like, what can we do to be more popular? Oh, yeah, let's write the song called Enter Sandman. And if we if we go ahead and, like, reiterate on our last episode... Anyway, go on. If we reiterate uh, reiterate on our last episode where we talked about one-hit wonders, not saying that Metallica is a one-hit wonder, but if you talk about that era and you talk about Enter Sandman, that is definitely a one-hit wonder. Everybody fucking knew that song. Um, when I was six years old, I recorded a fucking video in the mall, Chenango Valley. Me playing, like, I was, like, driving. Instead of, like, a magic carpet ride, There's... I was just, like, driving. And Inner Sandman's playing in the background, you know what I mean? But anyways, what I'm trying to point uh, through here is, do you think, as as a band, they decided as a whole to, okay, well, let's go towards the money? You know what I mean? I think every band does that. Once once they well, get that This is popular. Let's, let, let's keep going. Like, hey, they really liked Inner Sandman. What if we wrote a whole bunch of shitty songs just like that my, one? My biggest thing is um, Maroon 5, their first album, Songs About James. Oh, that's crazy that you just brought that up because I was just thinking about Maroon 5. Their, their first album, Songs About Jane, is so... It, I actually really enjoy that album. And I think it's really well done. And... But you hear you hear the drums, you hear all the instruments of all the guys playing it, and then here we are now where they're like just a pop band. They got moves like Jagger, dude, and that's yeah, all that matters. But that's what it is. It's it's like, hey, instead of us actually like doing this shit, let's just fucking record everything and you know just go out there and be like, yeah, we're not here to play instruments. We're just here to stand around. Because I even like I said like I said on our last episode, I heard him introduced it like the. The VMAs or the AMAs or the Grammys or whatever they were like, yeah, it's it's uh, 
Adam Levine featuring Maroon Five. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, the band is called Maroon Five. Stop, stop fucking introducing Adam Levine. I, I think I said it on the last episode, but Tom Petty and the Silver Bullet Band. I understand Adam Levine is like the hottest man on the planet, and every woman's like gash is just gushing for him. But like, there's an actual band there. They're actually talented. Like, like I love the song "Harder to Breathe" by Maroon Five, but. It's nothing you hear anymore. They're like, yeah, let's just uh, play this pop song with uh, Adam Levine singing, and it features Maroon 5. I'm like, why don't you say Maroon 5? Yeah, do you guys know uh, Adam Levine is part of Maroon 5? Well, he's a very sexy man. Yeah. Okay, now let me ask you this seriously. Um, Do you feel, okay, like going back to the album of uh, Songs About Jane, do you feel if they kept up that kind of feel, would they have played the Super Bowl last year? No, they wouldn't have. But they, they literally just were like, wow, we can capitalize off of Adam Levine's good looks, and uh, we don't really have to play music anymore because, I mean, I really like that album, but I don't like anything I've done since. And that's the problem with a lot of bands, too, is because a lot of bands, I like what they do. I like the earlier stuff, but then everything they do ever afterwards, I'm not a big fan of. So no, I'm not. Um... Well, you gotta look at a band like Nirvana too, because Nirvana with Bleach was so they were trying to be so heavy, but then again, it was just like it was Kurt Cobain, Jason Everman, uh, Chad Channing, and Chris Novoselic, and then once they went to Dave Grohl, Kurt Cobain, and Chris Novoselic, they were so much different but then again i think a lot of it had to do with like uh butch Vig's producing at the same time too um introducing dave girl into that trio there was a whole different aspect of chemistry between band did you know chad chaining was actually the longest tenured drummer of nirvana mm-hmm. okay he'd been yeah. i mean uh, they courtney, were a- courtney love said to dave girl like after kirk cobain died and they like try to get royalties for everything she said you're like the fucking ninth drummer of nirvana what the fuck do you deserve for anything you know um well while i feel that <laughs> he recorded Nevermind, uh, a good portion of it so I mean, he appeared on more albums than any other drummer because he was on In Utero and uh, Nevermind, where Chad Channing just pretty much appeared on Incesticide. And, but Incesticide was a compilation album, too. Mm-hmm. And he also appeared on Bleach. And, but Bleach sounds so much different than everything else they've ever done. Oh, but they, completely. They kind of adapted to, like, we need to try and make this sound instead. And it's actually a lot cleaner because... Um, Bleach is really crunchy. That's that's honestly never a band like I thought we'd bring up in this topic, but like now that you're talking about it, like I agree wholeheartedly. Like, um going from Bleach, just even from Bleach to Nevermind, like the way they transitioned into music, like I they, feel well, like Kurt to... really wrote a lot of punk riffs, you know what I mean? Um he for tra- instance he tried to be more metal with Bleach, but then with, like, Nevermind, he tried to be, like, more, like, punk pop. And really, maybe it's really the start of, like, the punk, the, the punk pop sound, because... Yeah, because I don't think punk pop was really a thing then. No, punk pop hasn't been a thing until, like, 99, and Kurt Cobain had already been dead for five or six years by then. What uh what album was Negative Creep on? That was Nevermind, correct? That was never. No, no, that was Bleach. That... Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was uh, that was a pretty heavy song. Cause I sh- well, I mean, I showed you that cover Machine Head did of Negative yeah. Creep, and that's yeah, Negative Creep. Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so basing and it off Machine of that, Machine Head's another band we can talk about. Because... Well, okay. Let's let's stick with Nirvana for right now because that's that's a pretty interesting topic to me actually because I never even thought about bringing that up, and it's pretty cool to talk about like just on the spot. You know what I mean? But um, to talk you about t- your favorite band ever. Yeah. You you, you talk about you talk about uh, Negative Creep. Okay. Let's say that's off of Bleach. You know what I mean? And you you listen to it. You hear the riff, and then like the way Kurt even screamed that song, 
Like, he just had that fucking low growl kind of, like, borderline but, beginning, uh, like, metal shit. You know what I mean? He always had that same voice, though, because you gotta, like, think of a song like um, Heart Shaped Box, where it literally sounds like someone's fucking boiling nails in his throat. And he's like, hey, wait. But he didn't have that boiling By the nails. Way, that's, my, that's my favorite. Nirvana song. He ever. didn't have that Bullying Nails voice that he did with Negative Creep. Negative you know Creep, what I mean? he did the same well, thing well, there. Well, he was well, like, well, what, I, what I'm saying is, um, okay, with, with Heart Shaped Box, uh, you had that, you know what I mean? And with Negative Creep, it was like, yeah, but you're talking about the percussion. You're not talking about Yes, but at the same time, that makes the whole song, you know what I mean? That builds it up and makes it completely different. Uh, drummers make bands. I don't care what I, anybody says. Yeah. Drummers make bands, dude. They do. Uh, drummers you, make a sound. Okay, if you have a good drummer and you play fucking metal music, you better hope your fucking drummer can play double bass. Because if not, you might as well just go back to fucking playing reggae or pop or something. I I think it was more the guitar that made those songs. <sighs> I disagree. But, no. I mean, I agree, but I disagree. Because what I'm, what the, I was gonna, uh, like, say next is, um, take a song like "Negative Creep" and then compare it to "Territorial uh, Territorial Pissings," okay? Yeah, but it's still "Territorial it's, Pissings" was like very guitar driven, but the riffs were completely different. But that's what draws you in is the guitar intro. Because Negative Creep has the guitar intro, too. It's like... See? You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's, it's the guitar intro. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. That pulls you in, and you're like, wow. You're like, what the fuck is this? I guess, like, once it starts, though, you got that drumming beat that happens, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Um, For instance... uh. What the hell was the song? Um, it wasn't Serve the Servants. like, do, 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 No, do, that's, do, um. See, I'm glad you know this. This is why I love you. Oh, God. Hold on, hold on. Give me a minute. I could literally sing you every alliteration of that song. Is that Francis the Farmer Forever Revenge on Seattle? No. I I do not believe so. You have to look up on your phone. We got we got comet chain over here. Oh God! I know that like I've uh, seen the uh, live version of that from uh, the muddy what the muddy banks that was caused DVD. The whiskey? And... Yeah. The DVD. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I Dave actually, Grohl plays I that. actually still have the album. In Dave my, Grohl uh, plays that faster than I've ever seen in my entire life. He's like. In the uh, in the journals, Kirk Cobain said that like uh, Dave Grohl plays the drums like he's beating the fuck out of somebody's heads. But I never thought I don't know we'd be discussing that here right now. You know what I mean? Like that's Scentless Apprentice. Scentless Apprentice. There you go. Do we haven't talked about Israel? Israel? No, we're not going to talk about that. That, that was like the country or the band. Do you want to talk about the state of Israel? No, no, that that was a joke. Um, anyway, and then uh, going further was like a band like Matchbox Twenty Two. Matchbox Twenty was like. Wait, Matchbox Twenty, comma two. Matchbox Twenty, comma two. Matchbox Twenty when they first came out, like they were so big and like they were like the forefront of nineties, in my personal opinion. Like they I were think like, every I think every person in this country has a copy of yourself or someone like you. <laughs> yeah. Like I think you can just with the be big like, dude with the fucking skull cap on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Just go and be like, hey, uh, I'm gonna go into my uh, kitchen right now. I'm gonna pull out a knife and you like pull out your kitchen drawer. You're like, oh, there's a copy of yourself or someone like you. Okay, I'm just put that back in there because it's been there for like 20 years. I was even looking at my Facebook memories the other day, and I even shared a quote from that album. Um, Reach down your hand in your pocket now. Pour out some hope for me. It's been a long day. Yeah, no, that that album is so good. Um, Then 
then Rob Halford went and did like what? Uh, fucking. I said Rob Halford. Excuse me. Is that? Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. Rob Halford is the lead singer of Judas Priest, who is completely straight. Never, never did anything with another man. He's completely straight, one hundred percent straight. I'm glad you that uh, you reassured me, because now I'm gonna go ahead and look him up, and I'm not gonna think any gay thoughts about him. Rob Halford came out and he likes men, but. Matchbox 20 was one of those bands that, like, they really shaped, like, that that 90s sound. Like, if you have the clay and you're like, okay, uh, well, let's have some No Doubt, uh, some Nirvana, uh, what do we have, some Backstreet Boys, and then let's go over here and grab some, you know... God, probably some NSYNC or some shit. Some Britney Spears, something that was like in the end of the night. They're like, okay, we're going to shit together. And they're like, all right, instead of adding water, we're going to add fucking Matchbox 20. That's what you have. And then Rob Thomas is like, hey, man, I've been down to the bottom of a bottle. Yeah. And you're like, hey, yeah, dude, I relate to that, you know. Fuck yeah, dude, 90s are a hard time, dude. Like, you know, I've been drinking a lot right now. Personally, myself, and uh, I feel Max like... Max Watch 20 is one of those bands that, like, all people are like, I hate them, and I'm like, why? I end, like I, I grew up, I'm like, man, I don't like Matchbox 20, and then one day I just, someone was like, hey, here's Damn by Matchbox 20. I was going to say, you literally just shared Damn the other day. Have you ever heard that song? Yes, and then that's probably one of my favorite songs off that album. God, it's so good. Scratch my and then the, the uh, one of the other bands like. So let's talk about Mashuga for a minute though, because Mashuga was one of those bands that like invented fucking, um, gent. Which, Did they really change though? Mashuga is like evolution wise. Evolution wise, Mashuga is the most underrated band ever because Mashuga literally invented gent. I'm just saying, and, from one end of the spectrum to the other, I. I kind of feel like Meshuggah's not one of those bands. Meshuggah... I, I could be wrong. Go ahead. Meshuggah literally inspired every band ever. Yes, but what did they do different from the beginning to where they are at right now? Because of their blast beats and shit they had, where they're like... No one ever did that before Meshuggah did it. Okay, but what I'm saying is like... All right, Meshuggah did that back in, you know, the fucking 80s. Right, but then, and like... they're still doing the same thing right now. They're still doing the same thing right now. So how is that an evolution? Because you have people that are like, oh, my God, is one of the best bands ever. And then you have people that are like, oh, Amura fucking sucks. They're doing the same fucking thing. I just... I don't know. I agree to disagree here, but... I don't feel like Meshuggah is one of those bands that has evolved differently. No, Meshuggah has... No, I'm not saying Meshuggah has evolved. I'm just saying, like, that sound... Oh, evolution has, of music? Okay, okay. That song... See, I'm sticking to bands in particular. I feel you there. That song has trans... Like, the, the same beats have transcended. Whereas, like, Meshuggah was doing this in the fucking 80s, and here we are in fucking 2019. I'm yours doing the same fucking thing and people a, a like, lot of bands are doing the same fucking thing that Meshuggah was doing back in the 80s Meshuggah was so good Meshuggah was and is still so fucking good um wh- where's your telephone let me see your telephone why cause I wanna look some up can you just look up the live chat I mean we can but I'm uh I'm on live chat right now What do you want? I want Devin Townsend. Oh, Devin Townsend has been doing like the same shit. Well, what what I wanted to look up specifically, which you're going to deny me of because you're a piece of shit. Um, he says in the song Planet of the Apes, um, they go into a breakdown and he says, and we all like to rip off Meshuggah. And I just wanted to play that little five-second clip. You know what I mean? It's, we, we can't play it on our <clears throat> We can. We have ten seconds. 
five seconds, dude. Fuck it. Don't worry about it. It'll be alright. You I mean we can look up and read the lyrics, but Devin even says it. I mean, Devi's huge when it comes to the metal scene right now. Um big forefront runner, like huge, huge forward runner. Um and him being who he is, he even says, and we all like to rip off Meshuggah. And well, then they go into a fucking Meshuggah-esque breakdown. Well, you can't say Meshuggah without Jugga Jugga. You're right. You are 100% right. <laughs> That's insane. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love, I love my sugar, but that's like, oh, God, like New Millennium Sinai Christ is like my favorite song by them. I also like, I also really like Bleed, but I feel like a lot of people really like Bleed. Bleed's cool. Um, did you like Obson? It's aight. The album? Yes. Yeah, it's aight. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it opened up a new the other thing too perspective is, for me. The one thing about the evolution of music is like country music is like it used to be um, the sound was just you had the guitar and the drums and you had that uh, what I would call like hee-haw kind of thing because hee-haw used to be a show where they were like, oh great, we're going to have this now, next country artist on. But then country kind of got to like, we're like all right, we're going to be more poppy. Like Not trying to shoot on you right now. But how the fuck do you go from talking about Meshuggah straight into country without any introduction at all? Because we're talking about the evolution of music. Yeah, but you're like, so anyways, Meshuggah, but if you listen to country music, they really changed a lot. And I'm over here sucking on my vape, and I'm like, um, I'm sorry, what? It was the first thing that came to my mind. You didn't even, you didn't even approach me about it, dude. I'm right here. You could talk to me. Alright, so uh, country music used to be like, hey, we're going to come straight from the soul. You got to think of guys like Johnny Cash and like uh, Hank Williams and stuff where they were just like, hey, I'm just going to sing about like drinking and shit. I feel and then you. all of a sudden it was so, like... So at this point, we're talking about country music as a whole. And yeah. How I would, feel like this is something that really needs to be talked about, especially in cause our, uh, our society. Like in our society, I mean like... You know, this northeastern Pittsburgh area. Country stopped being country. It really did, dude. It really did. Uh, and that's why I've never listened to country. I fucking hated it. This, this pop country bullshit is just all about a fucking staple. It's all about a a it's, product. It's, it's not It's not about um, the soul. It's about look. Yeah. I drive my Ford to the old town road, and I tell my dad that his dog is old. Uh, whenever I, whenever I was growing up, that's literally I grew up in the staple. Like I grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere. Touche. For ten years, or well, when did we move? I was nine years old when we moved, but like we had thirty-five acres. In the, literally the middle of nowhere. There was a creek that, like, ran through our property. We had a pond. Like, our nearest neighbor was my cousin, who was fucking five, six, seven acres away. Our driveway was half a mile. It was all gravel. There were woods. We literally had nothing. Because I'm we were... having a hard time with apologize. We were in the middle... Like, um... I remember they built a Walmart, and it was 25 miles away, and that was the closest Walmart. We grew up literally in the sticks. We went to class every, like, whenever I went to school, it was like a 30-minute bus drive to school, and we fucking, all that we did was we talked about uh, what happened on pro wrestling, what happened on football, and the great... GAC, which was a country station. It was a, it was a country TV station. Great American Country. I was about to ask, Great American Country? Yeah. And we were like, what was the number one song? And for like a lot of the time, it was fucking Toby Keith. How do you like me now? Shout out to Toby Keith. Come on our podcast. I really like that. Just some uh, straight up and down guitar playing. do 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 Or something like that. You know what I mean? 
down. When we go to but with with uh with country music though, uh, I feel um. Okay, if we're talking about it as a whole, let's take like you know Hank Williams, and then we take like, you know like Merle Haggard and. Merle Haggard's really good though. Fucking even um. Uh. I can't even think. I, I want to say Johnny Cash, but. What I'm thinking of is John Willie Cash Nelson. just talks though he doesn't sing. You're right. What I was thinking of was Willie Nelson, like even like that old style cult, like country shit. They they sang about shit that was not ex- exclusively popular, and then um, all of a sudden uh, early two thousands hit, and then all of a sudden now country is like you got. Nelly singing with fucking country stars. And uh, that's where, in my personal opinion, the whole development of pop country sounds like fucking rap music. Just with... Well, uh, I mean, I feel like that's how... Like, slide guitars. I feel like that's how pop like kind of evolved. Right, right. But I feel like there's... Artists who decided that they wanted to do something a little bit different. But a lot of artists have decided that they just wanted to be more about the money than they did to be about, like, anything else. That's why, like, I love Tyler Childers. Childers? Excuse me. He, um, there's literally memes about him. It's just like a picture of his face. And it says, Tyler Chotters is literally God's apology for pop country music. And he is. Listen to him, dude. I never would have gotten into country if it were not for him. Like, hearing his songs for the first time, I was like, damn, dude. This guy really singing about, I don't know, fucking smoking weed and getting fucked up. That's weird. Yeah, but Hank Williams sang about the same thing. Exactly, but the he just the did pop, it fucking forty years earlier. The pop country artists of nowadays are like, I love my red cup and I love my big truck. Mm. Please suck on my cock. That's I feel like that's the way it goes, dude. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I could be wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, rounding the corner right now is Kenny G on the Google exclusive. Here he is. He's coming up with it right now. Can he come up with the search result that he was just looking for? We got Kenny G with a phone. Oh, and here he is right now in the winner's circle. Yeah, it was... It was Trey Sackins had that song Honky Tonk Donk Donk, which I think is the worst song ever. And I literally think if someone shot him in the head in the middle of the streets, I'd be okay with it. See, I got into a big debate with my stepfather about that song because he said that the word badonkadonk came from that song. And I said, nah, man, you wrong. I don't bro. think it came from that song, but... No, it didn't. It, it definitely did not. That was a Ebonics urban word. Badonkadonk meant a big ass. Right, and that's... <coughs> I think that was not a white community thing. It was in that time, too, and like in the early 2000s, remember, they were like, let's try and make uh, country music more like hip-hop. And I'm like... That's what I meant by how it blends with rap. Why are you doing that? Because if you look at, like, early rap, it was more um, jazzy and it was more, like, rock music. Because if you look at a band like the Beastie Boys, they were a rock band that just played rap. Or if you look at, like, or even, like, A Tribe Called Quest and and their song Excursions from the greatest hip-hop album of all time, The Low End Theory. Excursions is the first song. They talked oh, about Bajes, Bajes. Yeah, uh, technical difficulties. Preachy. Um, they, they, he was like back in the day and right into hip hop. My dad said Ron him a bebop, and that was it. It was, it was more jazz influenced. So like hip hop literally came from jazz. Like 
the writing and how everything just moved up. Call me stupid. And actually, I'll be call me whatever you want. All East Coast jazz is more like a jazz influence than anything else. I was gonna say most music derives from. No, you're right. Louisiana. You're you're right. Right a there lot, in New Orleans, a, a lot of a lot of music is influenced from jazz, but hip hop especially is um, derived from jazz. Which I don't know. That's weird. I was you know just talking about chowders and something something and now all of a sudden you're like yeah jazz music is great you ever heard of it it is i do feel like a lot of people shit on jazz but most people don't ever listen to jazz i mean jazz is like give or take but like if you listen to like um a lot of early hip-hop, you can see how, like, especially, like, East Coast hip-hop, because, like, a lot of West Coast hip-hop, they, they did more of, like, the synthesizer and shit, but, like, East Coast hip-hop is definitely, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a stand-up bass, especially, like, with the Tribe Called Quest, and, like, like I, I, I still think that Nas's first album, um, Illmatic, is, is probably the best hip-hop I've ever, well, it's probably the second best hip-hop album ever, but... If I'm not mistaken, I do believe you already claimed it as the first. The Low End Theory or Illmatic? Illmatic. Illmatic is probably the... I feel like you called that number one in your post. And then Greg, some some stupid bullshit about Illmatic. Have you ever heard Teletubbies singing live? And you're like, no... I would I would say Omatic is probably the second best hip album of all time and then like uh the low end theory is probably number one. Although Oh, Eyes on Me by to- by Tupac is pretty good and so is um I think that uh Biggie also really impl- I think Biggie's um Life After Death is really good. All right, thank you for tuning to our first live <laughs> episode. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll try to do better. And I'm saying that we did bad. We didn't do bad, but we 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 tried the best we could. Yeah. So we'll be back whoa, next whoa, whoa. week. Before we go on, um, I don't want to end it before we not talk about Bring Me the Horizon. Oh God. Honestly, how do we not talk about them? I mean, I the really thing that like, bugs me is I like really like Suicide Season, but then you got to remember Ollie Sykes broke his voice. Yes, but at the same time, um, Sep Paternal like was one of the top-rated metal albums of all time. Like, still <sighs> for them too, it was amazing. Um, yeah, but, because if you would have been like, what's one of the best metal albums of all time? It's a buy fucking Bring Me the Horizon, but like, no. I like Bring Me the Horizon, but like, they're not they're not that good. Like, If uh, if you were to talk about Suicide Season, so BTMH. good though. Um, this is a band that started out hardcore as all fuck. And yeah, I mean no. that in every aspect if of the you, way. If like, you were like, what's one of the best hardcore albums of all time? But like, Suicide Season. Is yeah, you're literally like, hey man, have you ever heard a song about a girl ripping her tampon out? No? Check out Suicide Season. I mean, well, best hardcore album of all time. If I was to have to go by hardcore, I'd probably go by fucking Hatebreed. I think their first album was probably the best hardcore album. But I appreciate, appreciate that. But you look at where Bring Me the Horizon is now. I think I know that Ollie broke his voice. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But it's weird. I think all that goes to like you. I look at the band like uh, Avenged Sevenfold. He also broke his voice. So if you go from M like, Shadows, yeah, M Shadows broke his voice, and you go from like. Um, 
Jesus Christ. <clears throat> you go from, like, Waking the Fallen to, like, something. If you go from, like, Waking the Fallen to, like, well, Waking the Fallen sounds on the trumpet, and then you go to, like, an album, like, Event Sevenfold, which was self-titled. Like, they're a lot different. So, it's, it's just because he broke his voice. He can't scream anymore. He can't do that stuff. So, you feel like that's a, uh, like a vocal lead kind of issue? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. No, I feel like because he broke his voice, he can't do that anymore. So, he's just gonna, like, he can't scream anymore. This is so fault. What do you want him Fuck to it. It's not his fault. He just can't scream anymore. So, he has to go to something else. So. Alright. Well. Then I guess you guys, we are going to go ahead and sign off. All right. So uh, thank you for uh, viewing us live. Go ahead and like, subscribe. Go ahead and like and subscribe, and we will be back with you next week. Thank you for listening, and uh, peace out. Yeah, like I said, dude. It's just a beta chat right now, trying to get it off the ground. Um, apologize for being any buggy that we were, um, but please tune in next week, and we will have some content for you. Appreciate Classy. Appreciate 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 I'm still on camera.